You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back to another episode of the Racket Ramblers Podcast presented to you by Flawless Noises Media. I am one of your hosts. I am Jeremy. Uh, I ain't got no... Yes, I do. Uh... AKA child, I don't know how we do this work shit. Getting up in the morning ain't no joke. Um, that's all I got. Uh, I'm gonna pass it to my friend and my co-host. What's up, everybody? It's Candace. You can find me on all social media. It's not so newly wear PC. My AKA today is Lord send the rapture because the dick you gave these niggas, they is using it to get bitches pregnant while they woman is trying to fight COVID. Um oh, that, that was a lot. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna just I'm gonna I'm gonna send you back to my timeline, friend. You could catch up on the mess and laugh if you want to. But yeah, a a Twitter scumbag who is infamous for having takes on everybody's goddamn life and arguing with women up and down their mentions about dumb shit. Well, his gal, his ex gal, came and told the timeline today that while she was fighting COVID in November of 2020. He was getting drunk, raw dog and bitches all over the city and got two of them pregnant. Oh, no. Oh, oh. I, mm, I, the, Lord, the big oh. dicks that you give a lot of these niggas, they don't deserve it. Oh, dear. Um, and don't. And don't. Good luck, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, we back. Um. Mm. Let's we could do we could do a little just could do a little teen to dragon. We've been dragging that pink lady. Um, and my friend made some good points when she has come up uh multiple times in the past week on on the social medias. And that why are we surprised that this woman is is willing to further ruin her legacy behind a registered sex offender? She was ruining her legacy before he came into the picture. She is nasty. It is yeah. well known throughout the industry. People, people who are industry insiders have said she is a very nasty, mean, unlikable person. We have seen publicly how she has treated people, tried to get people doxxed if they have given very valid criticisms that were not disrespectful of her work, not even of her personally, but of her music. So like my friend Jeremy said, I'm not at all shocked that this is the progression of her uh deconvolution of a legacy. I'm Come not on, shocked D. at all. Come on, deconvolution. You, you see me, let me in. I, um, I see you knocking. Uh, <laughs> I, to add to that, I just want to say this. I said it on Twitter. I'll say it again. Uh, it is very weird, and that's the kindest that I can be about it. Uh because Candace know me well enough to know what I really want to say. But <laughs> it is very weird to see people trying to wish her well. Like she's not a 40-year-old grown-titted woman who has been weird at best, hauntful at worst, actively, even before this nigga came into the picture. So like, I don't get wishing her well, but uh, good luck, everybody. <laughs> That's all I got. Cause Y'all love to rehabilitate harmful people or enablers of harmful people for whatever God's sacred reason. So good to hell look, everybody. Absolutely. And also, um, 
if you're not aware of it, the R. Kelly trial is going on. And I just want to say, y'all have played in our faces for many, many years. Those of us who have rightfully canceled R. Kelly. And when I say cancel, I skip his music when it comes on. I don't cut a little jig if it happens to be playing. The only time I hear R. Kelly's music is if I'm somewhere and I can't control the music being played. That is the only, I'm, and I'm talking about maybe a restaurant or a, a bar or something. But if yeah. I'm ever in a situation where I can control his music being played in my presence, I do so. Um, Y'all played in our face, told us that we should be able to separate the art from the artist. Well, um, they his doctor took the stand and said that this man has had herpes since at least 2007 and has been knowingly giving it to his victims. His manager took the stand and, and told the whole Aaliyah story, which people call rumors, speculation, lies, unfounded. And his manager came forward on, well, didn't come forward. He needs to go to jail too, he or she. I don't know if it's a man or a woman. Um, manager came forward and said that R. Kelly started having sex with Aaliyah when she was 12. Dear God. When she was 12. I would like to know when the rest of his team is going to be indicted and brought up on charges. Yeah, because... Uh... Obviously, throw that nigga under jail, but everybody involved who enabled that man for all these years needs to be under the jail with him. It is time to indict his team. It is time to indict the manager, the band, the tour bus driver, the the, the private driver, the motherfucker who bought his shoes, whoever was doing his personal shopping, his backup singers, his background dancers. Anybody who was who had knowledge of what he was doing needs to be indicted and brought up on charges because this is how uh, abusers are protected. It takes more than just them to skate by and fly under the radar. It takes their whole team of people and his whole team of people was complicit in this. His manager is telling us in 2021 that he knew or she knew that he was fucking uh, having, he was raping Aaliyah because it's not, it's not, that's not consensual sex. They wasn't fucking, they wasn't having sex. He was raping Aaliyah at the age of 12. Let me make sure I use the proper words and terminology. That's rape. Yeah. Y'all have played in our face. This is somebody who is so disgusting that you cannot separate the art from the artist because literally the art is based on his personal life and personal dealings. Yep. So it's and, and, and a, a, quick, a, a quick aside. So many people fail to live. So many people. So many people. Her family in included. Peace. They have fought harder to get her music on streaming platforms than they fought to get her away from R. Kelly. And that's a hill I'm willing to die on. Mm. I hope she's resting in peace as we come up on the anniversary of her passing. I'm glad that her music is becoming available to stream, but we have to be completely honest. Her family dropped the fucking ball. Absolutely. And we can we can just call a thing a thing. Also, um, Portia is a coward. Portia oh, don't deserve this spinoff oh, show. Portia, Portia Stewart, 
Guapa Dia, uh, Oscar Mayer, Wiener, whatever the bitch last <laughs> name so is. <laughs> Portia does not deserve this spinoff show because she's showing that she's too cowardly. Um, she still hasn't been confirmed as a part of the upcoming season of Real Housewives of Atlanta. And I got an issue with that. Um, if you can't come back on the show that got you to spin off, you don't need to spin off. Yeah. You truly don't. And also, Kim Zosiak is broke. I don't know if we mentioned that on some of the previous episodes, but the bitch was trying to get donations via GoFundMe and shit on her link tree. And then when she found when when the media got a hold of it, she deleted it. Croy is broke. They didn't set up there and had them 50, 11 fucking kids. She thought she was married to Tom fucking Brady. You was married to Croy, whatever the name nigga name is. I don't even know the nigga last name. It don't matter. Croy no coin. Cross. <laughs> you stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I- Oh, <laughs> <laughs> y'all see what type of episode this is gonna be, and I know y'all but back to Porsche real, back, back to Porsche real quick though. How you <laughs> how you want to spin our show, but you want you weren't afraid to spin spin your pussy on the dick of another woman's husband? How that work? And let me listen. While we here, friend, also Fallon and Simon, why have y'all? rope these other people into y'all dysfunction because you motherfuckers are trying to have a competition to see who can cheat the most outlandishly okay fallon is pregnant by her assistant who appears to be much younger than her simon is engaged to portia who was friends with fallon and on the same show that fallon was on have had portia was all in his house visiting his his now ex-wife or whatever y'all are some outlandish motherfuckers Y'all trying to y'all having a cheat off, and we just want to be left off and out of this bullshit. Yeah, please leave us alone. Please. Now we'll say this: if y'all gonna bring the mess to housewives, then we might have some juice. But (laughs) the point being, leave us alone. Exactly. And Portia, can can I say this? Can I say this? Say it. I'm gonna say something. <laughs> As one of my friends said, I'm gonna say something controversial. Yeah, Bray. Portia ain't that goddamn interesting for a spinoff show. She's not. She's attractive. The and that's it. She's interesting around the other girls. She's not interesting on her own. She's not even interesting around the other girls. It really has taken the other girls starting shit with Portia for Portia to have a storyline. Portia had no storyline in her first couple seasons on Housewives. Then her divorce and her inability to maintain relationships became her storyline. And then her feuding with uh, Cynthia and uh, Kenya became her storyline. But outside of that, she had no storyline. And even when she was being a uh, a social justice warrior, it wasn't interesting. It was given performative. Welp. So no, she absolutely doesn't need a whole spinoff show to to bullshit and try to cover up the truth between her about her and Simon. No, we don't need to see that. If you if you watch it, best of luck to you. I hope you enjoy it, but uh, I will not be partaking in that. Mm, I don't I, play with demons, so no, no, I do not. Um, Ashala. <laughs> 
<laughs> Prayers down. <laughs> Move it off. <laughs> I had something else to say, but then it slipped my mind. So if it come back to me, I'll just, you know, try to get it in there. But we're gonna head on over to our shows. We're gonna start with Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. Um, I was I was waiting on this episode because we hadn't seen much of Bambi and Scrappy, and now I know why. They are they marriage has deteriorated faster than the COVID vaccine in our in our bodies. Okay. <laughs> it has degraded in less than two weeks. Okay. Okay. To those of you saying that, that the vaccine just live in your body, I might drop a few jewels for you stupid motherfuckers here and there in the episode. You welcome. Bambi. You know how down bad you got to be to get with a motherfucker and you paying their light bill because they lights is off. Mm. I don't know how down bad that is either because I've never been down that bad. But apparently Bambi has because she and Scrappy got into an argument in her boutique and she said that when she first got with Scrappy, she was helping him pay his light bill because his lights was off. Mm. Now... You may think I'm a little problematic when I bring this up. You may think I'm I'm slut shaming, and I could be because I don't like that little teeth, big gums having bitch. I never <laughs> have, and I never will. <laughs> she got adult gums. She got toddler teeth. Okay, but we do we remember when Bambi was in the hot tub with Benzino, Kirk, and um, Stevie J at the cabin. I surely do. So, I mean, you was a homie hopper and then you hopped a little scrappy, but let's let's run back to history on little scrappy. When little scrappy and Erica Dixon first came on our TV screens in the in the very first seasons of Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, he had Erica Dixon living in the projects with their daughter. This man had made millions of dollars. He had gone platinum. He had had sold millions of singles and records and albums or what have you. And his baby mama was living in the projects. Erica Dixon didn't buy her first home until she got on Love and Hip Hop Atlanta and was able to get her and her daughter out the projects. Yep. When she hit our TV screen, she was working at a call center living in the projects. Scrappy priorities always been fucked up. Scrappy always been a part-time fucking dad. But Bambi, you was backbiting Erica like a motherfucker to get Scrappy after she, after you knew. You, you he's very, dug he's very wide back. You dug your heels so deep to try to backbite Erica and get Scrappy, and it wasn't fucking worth it. Yeah, hindsight is twenty twenty. Like, it's, it's, I mean, I don't have any sympathy for Bambi at all. Uh, Scrappy Evil, to be perfectly honest. Because uh, you knew what type of nigga this was when you hopped the homie to get him. Like any nigga, you saw the dish. You literally saw. Because, hey, you was a cast member. You saw the disrespect that this man was giving to Erica. And you, you was like, you know what? I can change him. I deserve that. Well, you're, you're reap what you sow. Or not rather, you reap what you you reap what you hoe. Not to you reap what you hoe. I like that as a show title. <laughs> 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 not to mention, um, 
we also saw how Scrappy did Shea Bucky Johnson, which no sympathy to her, but he's never been good to women from what we've seen on this TV TV show. Not the women he made kids with, not the women he don't have kids with. He's never been a good partner to women in front of these cameras. So why did you think you was going to be the exception to the fucking rule? Mm. Furthermore, I know you a bozo ass bitch when you got me agreeing with Scrappy. Where is y'all fucking income that you can police him trying to make music and get records played at the club and, and find some sustain himself? The music. Tell me. I want to know. I want to yeah. know. Because we, we could be honest. Scrappy had a couple bops here and there, especially with Trillville. Yeah, I mean, he 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 had success. He had wealth. Now he squandered all that because he don't make good decisions. Hence, why he ended up on Love and Hip Hop. But to say that he did not have some kind of success and and money is being revisionist. Absolutely. He just wasted it all. That's why he don't love hip hop. (laughs) Absolutely. So I don't feel sorry for you. And we're going to catch back up with you at this co-ed baby shower because I'm going to drag you some more. But who I do really want to drag, in addition to how his son dragged him, is Young Jock. Hey, yo, (laughs) Young Jock's son son said, fuck all these cameras, dog. (laughs) He called him a clout chaser. Which I mean. And he right. Again, I mean, <laughs> it bears repeating. And my friend, we said this last week and the week before that. Mona's young, Scott, Mona Scott Young, Mona, whatever the fuck, Scona Yona, you are playing in our fucking face trying to bring us these heartfelt storylines with people's family and shit like that. And it's not working. We have not seen Jock be a father in 50, 11 fucking seasons of being on this show. I, okay, we, okay. I'm glad we're here because I was watching this shit and I'm just sitting here like, ain't Jock a dad beat? <laughs> like, <laughs> we have seen his baby mamas when he was treating them piss poorly for Carly more than we have seen him be an actual father and be parenting. Like, come on. Now, all of a sudden, he the goddamn father of the year. He trying to... Talking, make, and then talking t- about t- you hanging with my op. You hanging with the person who shot at my security. Okay, but did you die, though? <laughs> <laughs> also, 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 Jack, you not... You not in them streets like that for real, for real. It's not you really not. Be. You really not, you, you nigga. Really you all love hip hop Atlanta. It's it's you. You not in the bando. Like, please stop it. Stop it at all. You are stop. a radio station host. Listen, the last time you was going down was when your when your single came out. Maybe back then, but now, sir, you you are like eighty four years old. Please relax. With them lies, okay. And That's why your son said, face. which is why your son says, cut all this foo foo shit out. <laughs> also, you could tell Jocka dead because who the fuck tells their child you are dead to me? That shit is inappropriate, no matter the fucking circumstance. 
If you don't want to have any contact with your child and you need to distance yourself because they are making piss poor decisions in life, that is your right as a human being. But to me, we have a duty to our children to be careful of the words we speak into them. I can tell my child I am disappointed in them. I can tell my child that I am distancing myself from them until they get their act together without saying you are dead to me. That that let me know all I needed to know about Jock as a father. And also, well, I want to say this because I'm and, and I'm speaking for me now, friend. I'm speaking for me here. Now, if my child do some shit like you know, sexually assault. Now, I damn sure say they did to me. I ain't even gonna hold <laughs> That's just me, though. That's just me. But for whatever Jock is mad with his son about, it's not that deep to your point to go so far as to say you're dead to me, especially, and again, I keep, we keep circling back to this here. Jock, you have been dead to this in this boy's life since you've been on this damn show because you've been a deadbeat daddy. <laughs> like, call inside house. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, what are you doing, sir? Your son said you all these goddamn cameras at the, at the like you father of the year, and I ain't with that shit. Boy walked off and flipped you the bird, put on his backpack, and went down the Waffle House. <laughs> he stayed your ass, job. Exactly. Just Ooh, enough shit. is enough. Enough is enough. Which, again, like you, Mona, stop playing in our goddamn face. Listen, get go in the writer's room. What can you say? Go in the writer's room. Listen, get have y'all a hot tea. Get y'all, get y'all some new notebooks, get some rap pad, and come up with some other shit. Cause this shit here is ridiculous. No, because the way y'all playing in our face is giving Tyler Perry only one person in the writer's room. That's, and that's Mona. <laughs> like enough is a fucking enough. And speaking or, of enough, or worse, enough. hold on, wet Candace. Or worse, you letting, or worse, you letting the you letting the cash write their own stories and good God. No, they ain't doing that because they they would just fight amongst each other. The, <laughs> they man, would just be true. fighting amongst each other if they could do that. Hey, but true. speaking of playing in our face, I just mm. I just I wonder how a bitch who stayed with a man who had a baby outside their marriage with a stripper is always trying to give other couples fucking advice. Bitch, you are a <laughs> you are a fucking doormat, Rashida. <laughs> when Kirk come on your back, it says welcome. You are the biggest Nigga. fucking format I have ever fucking seen in my life. And you have the most opinions fucking ever. And I do not, I cannot, I will not, I won't not ever understand why. Nigga, hold on. Hold on. Because what the fuck you just said? <laughs> Nigga, you are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> This doormat has too many fucking opinions to have welcome sprayed across her fucking back by her husband. You don't get to give these women any advice because you stayed in a situation you should have been walked the fuck away from. That might be a different... That, that might be like top 10 disrespectful things I ever heard you fucking say. 
Just saying. Jesus. Just saying. I, if I, I mean, went too far, if I went too far, I meant to. I purposely, I I took my foot and and crossed and I I jumped like I just got married again. I jumped over that boundary, crossed it Ooh. like Elaine Thompson Hera, like them Jamaicans. I'm not coming in. <laughs> I'm, no Shakari here. I'm not coming in last place with disrespect. <coughs> I'm hitting. I'm the one, two, and the three. I'm Elaine. I'm Kellyanne, and I'm the other Jamaican woman. One, two, three on the bullshit because this woman got too many opinions on people's marriages for hers to be in a constant state of dis a fucking ray. Fuck her. Fuck Rashida. I, I can't stand it. You would think she would shut up. Then, then I just do not feel sorry for Eric or Safari. Y'all are both bozos. And then Rashida Tuck, because let me get this out the way, friend. And I, and yeah, we may not see eye to eye on this, but we just might. I too would have left a baby shower that was not celebrating the oncoming birth of my baby. I don't like when we have to go up for Sierra and we've had to another time this season, but this woman spent her time, her effort, her money and her resources to plan this dual baby shower for Bambi and Erica. And these two bozo bitches strutted into this fucking baby shower and, and made their piss poor marriages and their piss poor partner decisions. The topic of fucking discussion. That is fucking rude to me. If you was not in a headspace to have a baby shower and enjoy it, y'all shouldn't have let that woman spend her money on it. You could have been like, I appreciate the gesture. I'm just going to make a registry and people can send things off the registry. But I'm not in the headspace in my marriage to have this baby shower and really enjoy it. And I don't want you wasting your time or your money. These two hoes really came in here talking about, well, I told Scrappy, we just need to get a divorce. And Safari said he never going to put himself, he never going to put me before himself. He going to always be the most important person in his life. Duh, bitch, he Jamaican. <laughs> I mean, also not only that, he's also Safari. Like, he's Jamaican and he's Safari. That's, like he That's a double Fucking winner. self-centered. He is arrogant. He has always been that way from every instance we've seen him. And what she knew did that. you think was going to change? Yeah, I mean, I don't honestly disagree with you about... I, I don't disagree with you because honestly, I didn't care about none of this shit. If I'm, I'm going to be completely honest, <laughs> I didn't and care about talking about, I don't play that bitch. We know you don't play You don't play that divorce shit. We know you don't play, bitch. You're going to be with Kirk no matter how many strippers he get pregnant, dumb bitch. Yeah, we know my, you don't play that. We know my, you don't. <laughs> you stupid. Bitch, Kirk my stepped time. on you like you cocaine. You've been stepped <laughs> on. You want? Do you, do you just want to take a, a few more minutes to jack Rashida friend? Because you. <laughs> how how do you sit up here with these many opinions on marriages? Baby, you got the worst marriage we have seen in reality TV history. And that, that rivals motherfucking Stevie J and Jocelyn. 
That is a that is a that is quite a take, friend. I don't I don't play that that divorce shit. We know. Trust me, we know. <laughs> she also don't play about being respected in her by her partner, but look how that go. Um, yeah, I honestly didn't care about none of this uh, because it just I, it I cannot care about two couples of people who should have never been together in the first place and wondering why they got so much hell in their lives between the two. Absolutely. So I think Safari is a terrible person. He's a terrible human being. He is an awful individual. Yes, I agree. But I too would have left that baby shower because it was giving more Maury Povich than celebrating new life. And from the looks of it, it was... Sierra blew a fucking bag to throw that baby shower for them two bitches. It was given, it was given this is a scene for arguing and mess more so than this is an actual baby shower with regular people with a sane mind and mental space. Also, it was given. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. What else it was given? Because you're finna be on some bullshit. It was giving it was giving exactly what it gave a scene and location on a reality TV show for some mess and drama to happen, which is exactly what happened. Absolutely. And for that, I don't care. And I'm with Safari. I would have left too. Fuck it. If we ain't finna play no baby shower games and shit, if we ain't finna unscramble words and names, what was the cupcakes? It, yeah, if we ain't finna eat no uh, barbecue meatballs and no cheese off the cheese tray and shit, leave me the fuck alone. I didn't sign up for that. Yeah, y'all could have gossiped over the phone. Hello? Y'all could have did that in y'all group chat. <laughs> Hashtag keep it in our message. So y'all played in our fucking face. Also, Andy, why is you talking about... um? Renewing your vows is you and Mendeecey's actually married <laughs> this time around. And if ever hmm. I wanted to see some baby mamas cut the fool, bring back the League of Extraordinary Baby Mamas. Put them was, on the Greyhound to Atlanta, please. Because li- listen, when I tell, I will pay good money to see uh, Samantha and Erica find ass again. I will donate to the Megabus Fund to get them down there to Atlanta and have Yandy chasing her goddamn tail like a pit bull. Hey, listen, quality, quality television. Quality. Of two quality bad bitches. Keeping up havoc. I love it. Amen. Um, Speaking of keeping up havoc... Where do we want to go? Do we want to go to Potomac? Or do we want to go to Huntsville? Uh, Let's go to Potomac. Let's go to Potomac. First of all, um, Wendy, I do appreciate your new titties and your Brazilian butt lift. And in all the work you've had done, you look fabulous. But girl, what the fuck was you wearing? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I don't care if it's Versace or not. What was you wearing and how was you wearing it? <laughs> I don't know what it was. It, it was not, it wasn't looking good. We can get to the main event because I'm going to be tired 
uh, Karen versus well, Giselle versus Karen is tired and is stale only because Giselle is playing the victim while trying to be a villain, and I'm not here for it, and I'm not going to continue to address it. Um, Bravo rolled back the footage of when Karen called them stalkers. They rolled back the footage of these bitches pretending to be the piece of man trying to see where the fuck Karen and Ray Huger was laying their head. So I am, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm to the, when, until we get to the point where any of the ladies other than Karen can be honest about how much shit Giselle has kept up with Karen Huger, I do not want to continue to address her, uh, her futile feud with Karen. It's stupid. You are uh, mad that you got bested by Karen Huger. You are mad that you got embarrassed because you were trying to make us believe that you and Jamal was in the sham of a relationship and y'all were not. And when it all came to French Street, you had egg on your face and you could not squirm your way out of it like the rat that you are. Girl, you you girl, you acknowledge that that was that man's number on that reunion. You could shut the fuck up forever. <laughs> That that's literally all this is about is that you got embarrassed by Monique and Karen. You mm. didn't give them. This is not about your kids because they can't stand their damn daddy anyway. And here this they can't stand just, you either. This is pride and ego. Yeah. And you are going to try to use it to make Karen back down and relent to you. And Karen is not going for the bullshit. So why are we talking and, about? And honestly, as she shouldn't. And honestly, as she shouldn't because. Uh, I have been re-watching Potomac, you know, from the first season uh, up until now, as, you know, also as we can, on the side, as also we can, me and uh, Candace continue to uh, keep up currently. And uh, motherfucker Giselle has been a goddamn terror on this show to honestly the entire cast, including her, her lack of Robin since the first fucking season. So I don't want to hear a goddamn thing about Karen being quote unquote to me. If she is, bitch, she deserved to. Because exactly. Giselle has put that woman through hell for no goddamn reason. And speaking of, I am really tired of Robin and Giselle being some fucking haters. You two bitches are literally intimidated that Wendy shook back after season one better than ever. And I do believe, friend, let me say this. A lot of people are saying, oh, well, they just jealous because she got work done and this, that, and the third. And we can be honest here. Robin and Giselle are two very, very stunning women. They are yeah. gorgeous. You can't take yeah, that from them. Gorgeous. I don't think they are at all intimidated by this work that um, Wendy has had. I think their problem, and it started to develop when Wendy and Karen buried the hatchet and started to build on a really good friendship. I think that is the problem that Robin mm. and Giselle are having with Wendy this season is that Wendy is not holding a grudge against Karen and Karen is not still holding a grudge against Wendy. They were hoping for that to be a relationship that got severed early on in Wendy's Potomac career and it did not work. It did not work. Because if we go back to last season, now... Yes, Karen threw a little shade at Wendy, but that's the Real Housewives franchises. Even yeah. people who like each other throw a little shade here and there. To be expected. Yeah. However, Wendy versus Karen was primarily the doing of Giselle and Robin, remember? 
when they got Wendy by herself and was making it seem like uh, Karen was downplaying Wendy's accolades and somehow, oh, well, she ain't no real fucking doctor. PhD ain't a doctor and all. That was that yeah, was Giselle when, and, when, when, yeah, when, Giselle, when Giselle put a, put more stink on what Karen actually said. As, uh-huh. as, as again, like I said, as I'm rewatching a lot of the episodes and seasons from the beginning, which Giselle has a tendency to do to cause up shit and drama. Yeah. Yeah, so by the time we got deep into last season when Candace and Monique ate, jumped off, they had already planted the seeds in Wendy's head that Karen didn't like her and Karen wasn't this and Karen wasn't that. And so they they are upset that that did not stick, is what I truly believe. They really mm-hmm. felt that Wendy was going to hold that grudge with Karen and, it would con- and Karen would continue to be the pariah in that group of women. I wouldn't put it past them. Because uh, I, honestly, I don't. I mean, you could be right. You know, I'm not saying you're wrong. I truly don't know what the issue with Wendy is. I just know that they two bozos. That's what I do know. And speaking of bozos, Ashley Pussy not even healed, and she run into the girls' trip to start some shit. One thing about <laughs> uh, one one thing about Megamind, she gonna always understand the assignment. <laughs> Listen, and and the text her like, girl, girl, you don't sold up. It's time for mess. Also, we finally get to the little scene where they start trying to have a heart to heart with Wendy about her image and how she's acting and her having substance. And I just want to ask why you hoes was not this open um, about all the women, Giselle, why you wasn't this open about all the women Jamal was fucking while y'all was back together last season, like you is in discussing Wendy's marriage as well. Mm. I just want to say that, because when her and Robin was by themselves, she also brought up the rumors about Eddie cheating. Why you didn't have all this fucking wear and thaw and know it all when Jamal, when Jamal was making babies last season on you? Mm. Where was your antennas then, bitch? Mm. I mean, and not only that, um, are we finna sit here and lie and act like Giselle and Robin thought Wendy had substance because last season, because they didn't like her ass either. No, like, they a, a, like we dead ass finna be revisionist about it. Like they thought she was a goofy, which is Spider-Man important to Spider-Man, but they thought she was goofy. So we talked we, about how she always bring up her degrees and shit. Yeah, like so. It, 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 mm. Okay, all right, all right. Also, I do not need to hear about substance for, from two bitches that's puddle deep. <laughs> now let's get bitches, to the root. <laughs> you two let's bitches are deep as a fucking puddle. And y'all are always <laughs> trying to give somebody an assessment on fucking character. Y'all like are not good judges of character. Robin, you got scammed out of you and all the ones money. And you still never located the motherfucker to get your money back. Giselle, like, you can't you can't keep a meaningful romantic relationship. Like imagine two stupid motherfuckers saying that you ain't got no stuff. Since I know you fucking lying to me. <laughs> Furthermore, let, let's really get to the root. A bitch whose son got a 48% in English 
is worrying about the substance, the body image, and the marriage of a motherfucking PhD holding doctor who teaches at one of the highest universities in the fucking nation. You need to focus on getting that little motherfucker a tutor instead of being in Wendy's fucking business. Because no matter how Wendy sees herself, no matter how much or little substance she lacked, we know that Wendy motherfucking Ossipo was not getting 48% in fucking English. Mm. Get your bedazzled hat selling ass up out the bed and learn <laughs> about your own fucking kids. <laughs> Them goddamn <laughs> Worry about your kids. You telling that your son fell in English. But you worried about if Wendy got substance or not. Girl, play in somebody else's fucking face for sure. First of all, <laughs> to take it a step further, let's take it a step further. Get Giselle Titty out your goddamn mouth before you say somebody else ain't got substance. Hello. Because, you know, as somebody pointed out on Twitter, and I agree with, you let Giselle get you in way too much shit, Robin, for you to be talking about any old goddamn body. Get you a fucking backbone in the, at your big-ass age at your big-ass pussy and leave other people alone st- and stop being her goddamn it's, lackey before you come for somebody. Especially when your motherfucking boss was just fucking dragging you as well, talking about what wine don't find attractive and what you need to do to keep him. And Bitch, mm. And, and and again, circling it back around the wagon, you let somebody that got played by Jamal Bryant tell you this, and that's supposed to be your girl. It's in a nigga named Sherman. <laughs> yes. Y'all, y'all have, Sherman. And, and Karen said it the best. Y'all have allowed a woman who does not think very highly of herself and cannot maintain a romantic relationship Question y'all, prod at y'all, poke at y'all, and then when it's time to turn the telescope on her, she is defensive and she wants to cry and cry wolf. Yeah, like it don't work that way. I am not here to diagnose Robin. I don't know if she's suffering from depression or not. I can say that something has to be wrong because nobody who is not normal to not get out the bed till two o'clock in the goddamn afternoon when you have businesses and a home to run. That is just a sign that something is wrong and we hope that you feel better, but bitch, you have a lot of audacity to be questioning Wendy about any fucking thing. Yeah, like we like we are not doctors, we're not professional, and Lord knows, especially you know, for the entire network and you know, just us personally, we damn sure don't play with men to help so we're not gonna drag that but what we can drag and what we will drag is that you are too goddamn old to be playing second fiddle to a goddamn dumbass in Giselle and you have consistently chosen to do that for since your inception on the show and wonder why you getting so much crosshairs and fire but fooling with that ooh I almost said something real bad fooling with her <laughs> yeah it just takes a lot of nerve and, and it's I a also lot of nerve like- and audacity because tonight's episode, we'll finally see the big blow up with Wendy, JaVale, and Robin. But I just cannot imagine being so miserable that I clamor over the relationships of women in my circle having trouble. Even if we, 
it, let's be honest. All of the women have different dynamics with each other. Okay. Giselle and Robin are very obviously close. Ashley was close with, is close with Karen and she was close with Giselle and so on. All of the relationships are different, but even if I'm not super close to you, if we run in the same circle, I do not get excited to bring up your marital issues or your relationship issues or any issues that you have, period, to other women in the group behind your back. Giselle is fucking miserable. And yes, I know she's carrying a bone because she wants to keep her spot on this show. And that's what it takes. But we still going to call the thing a thing. It's miserable behavior that she is always the one doing it, always the one excited to do it. And then cries when it's done to her. She had she lost her fucking mind behind the bone carrying with the Jamal shit with Karen and Monique. She has been mad, and with Sherman, she has been mad forever in the day about the Sherman shit, about Monique telling us he got caught by uh, soliciting prostitution. Nobody else does it as much as Giselle does and takes pride in it. And has. Which is why I say, you know, and it's a good thing that I have, you know, been revisiting the, the earlier seasons. Because uh, cause y'all do a lot of revisionist history on the internet to defend that motherfucker. And I just be sitting here like, we watching the same show? And also, Candace was calling them Tweedledee and Tweedledum. And when Candace say you wrong, you have really, truly showed your ass. So right, because if that ain't a call coming from inside the house. Hello? And not only that, I thought it was mighty nervy of Giselle to accuse Chris of riding Candace's coattails like he hasn't found his own success in in the chef realm and being a cook. Yeah. Candace hasn't amassed any wealth, any significant uh, success. Uh, singing off key and making the videos to go with it. Yeah, like, she is. She's catching some traction from social media, but as we know, when it comes to success, especially with music, social media is a microcosm of what you see in the real world. Yeah, like here's the thing. In my opinion, on the whole thing, do I think it's a good idea for him to manage her? No, just because no. I don't think it's a good idea for spouses to become their spouse's manager in general or not but what we're not finna sit here and do is at like one chris is broke now is he broke in comparison to some of the other husbands on the show yes but in terms of like actual like the the motherfucker's not poor they're not poor but he damn sure the breadwinner in that family number one uh out of the two of them number one uh number two the motherfucker has success. Number three, again, we just have to keep coming back to this point. Y'all, Giselle in particular is the last motherfucker that needs to be given any about a goddamn advice or, for, or forewarning about any type of relationship because, girl, you can't maintain one because you're a miserable motherfucker. Absolutely. Like, if Absolutely. anything, Chris is the same one in him and Candace's relationship, and that's with him being a deadbeat dad, which is a damn shame, but it's the truth. So I think they pretty fine without your goddamn input, Giselle. 
And that's that on that. Like, mind your fucking business. Why don't you give Jamal Bryant some tax advice? <laughs> Before he How about that? Like, mind your goddamn business. Which is mighty funny, because one thing about them tables, they do turn, because, boy, the North remembers Raygate with his taxes, but now how mighty the tables have turned, beloved. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What, what Curtis said that one time when they did that that piece of shit had Robert dressed up like she was going to Little Caesars. <laughs> <laughs> We were, the North remembers y'all stupid shit over random taxes, but now I look at you. Exactly. Over there about to pay over there about to pay Jamal conjugal visits and the goddamn pokey and shit. <laughs> exactly. Um we about to head over to Huntsville because I got I was gonna say because I couldn't think of nothing that's on Potomac. No, no, I no, am no. looking forward to tonight's episode though to see when they uh because I saw the preview, Giselle couldn't even come up with a good lie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, couldn't at all. Um let me just say while we here in Huntsville. Destiny, when you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. I do not feel like Tiffany was being shady or malicious. I believe she simply reminded you that she knew you. Y'all had met before. And this is how. Had you just been honest and said, hey, girl, good to see you again. None of that would have come out in the wash. Literally none of it. And for you to insinuate that Mel knew that was going to happen would say that to insinuate that would mean that you knew that you were going to lie about knowing Tiffany. So give it a rest. You are being, again, Jeremy said it last episode, but it feels like y'all are trying to make Destiny and Mel have an issue because everybody else is all but getting along so far. Yeah, this is just giving we need an issue because we need an issue to for TV purposes. Because this makes no sense. I'm sorry. This is so goddamn dumb. And None of this makes just, sense. It, exactly. exactly. This is just we need... We need some drama because we need to fill a half hour or whatever the fuck. That's what this is giving. That's this exactly is so what it's giving. Dumb. That's this is exactly so what it's stupid. giving. And even that argument where, where Mel came over to Destiny's house, it was fucking weird because it was so stupid. You, you saying you was trying to agree with Mel, so why not just be quiet? Like, are you not an adult? Do you know how not know how conversations work? Mel is trying to have a conversation about going to counseling, learning to co-parent, and you won't even let her finish. You jump in to cut her off. And you get mad that she can't finish her, her train of thought. Just for y'all, to, just for y'all to cut a goddamn watermelon and make up. Like, what the make fuck? A, and am I tripping? <laughs> I never heard Mel hush her or shush her. I, I, it was so fucking stupid. I'm just sitting there like y'all. It was, really it was stupid. Y'all trying to create dissension where there is none. I don't like that. 
There's so much other shit we could talk about, like this um eighth yeah, y'all could have kept Martell party. on screen for this shit. <laughs> yeah, which we do see Martell. Um, it did look like he and Mel are getting along a lot better and that the therapy is working because we see them both at the graduation party for Monster, somebody else kid, and Marceau and Letitia's son. Um, but Maurice decides that he wants to have a conversation with Tiffany and her husband. First things first, I do I do agree that it was not Tiffany's place to bring up monsters and fractions in front of a bunch of other adults without a primary parent being there. Oh, yeah, there was yeah. there was no place it, for it that conversation at an at an adult women's birthday brunch. Oh yeah, that oh yeah, absolutely. Like that that like that was just none of her business to even bring up. Period. So you period. know, ain't, ain't no. And yeah. when Mar when Maurice and Kimmy sat down with Tiffany and her husband, um, I did understand what Maurice was wanting to have the conversation about. Is not the fact that you brought it up is. Where did you get this from? Because I don't know you. Yeah, because it was so. Weird. Who who told you this? Because if my son's rights to privacy were violated, I want to handle that accordingly. So if the school told you, or somebody from the school told you, I need to know that information because me and the school are gonna have a huge problem. Yeah, but everything right. else after that was overkill in performing. Mm-hmm. That yeah, conversation. Literally should have taken 15 minutes and Tiffany apologized and they gone on about their day. You trying to beat this woman over the head about this situation to the point where she's crying at a part at, at your son's graduation party. It was fucking weird and performing. Weird, weird and performing. And Kaya, like, you can get the fuck out of here too. Yeah, because like you y'all was doing well. a whole fucking lot talking about. I don't care if she cries. She needs to feel the consequences of her actions. What? What consequence? Like, nigga, she didn't shoot your son. Like, again, again, as I've been saying since this whole shit happened. Yes, it was weird for Tiffany to bring that shit up, you know, because, again, that's not her son. She don't know y'all. That is weird. Okay, cool. Just be like, hey, you know, where did you hear? Like you said, where did you hear this from? Because, you know, me or the school going to have a situation. And, you know, just don't, you know, bring up that kind of stuff to strangers you don't know. Okay, cool. Got it. We good. Easy. But the rest of this shit, you had to like this boyfriend to have a target on his back because he hit a little vape. If y'all don't get y'all overperforming asses the fuck on, this shit has been annoying. That's all hell. Again. Again, y'all could have kept Martell on the goddamn screen for some actual mess before over this shit. Yeah, and like this boyfriend, the goddamn be labeled a delinquent because he hit a a delinquent nigga. Who the when the last time you heard somebody call somebody a goddamn delinquent? We ain't in the 1800s, no motherfucking mo. Exactly, just performing. But the messiest of them all showed up. Wanda and that pump it up hair. <sighs> Can I just be honest and say that Wanda wants to be the star of the show. She is giving me jealous of my daughter vibes. Because I feel like she's always aiming to steal the spotlight from Tisha. She always wants to miss. Like she just is doing a whole fucking lot. 
Like, like Wanda can't never just come in the setting. I don't, since we've been watching this show, I don't think I've ever seen an episode where Wanda has been on where it has not been some kind of strife, mess, chaos, and negativity. Like, she can't never just show up, be cordial, be jovial, but be a, a, a normal person in a normal setting. She always has to have something going on. And maybe it's jealousy towards her daughter, like you said. It might be. But it but it also just might she she's just an asshole. Yeah. She's just a messy old bitch. And I can like it's we seen Wanda on our T like when the last time we seen Wanda on this on this season? Uh, hell, have we seen her on TV on this season? Um I think this might have been her first appearance this season. First appearance on on TV this season, and what the fuck happened? Mess. And my thing is, why is Wanda not as invested in her failing marriage as she is everybody else's relationships? Wanda is married. Marceau spilled that tea last season that she was married and dating other men. Why don't you get invested in, in divorcing that man and moving on with your life? Because you spend a whole lot of time in everybody else's business. My thing is, why you want to try to force Mel and Martell back up, back together? Not even that. Why are you making her. it an issue that Marceau gave Mel a bottle of their champagne in an attempt to have her try it so that she might become the brand ambassador for the, the whatever that chocolate champagne shit is? If we can be honest, Mel has Mel's reputation didn't take a hit. Only Martell's did. So Mel has put her hands in a lot of pots, and it makes sense that she would he could see her as a brand ambassador. She's attractive, she has a pleasant personality. She's making music, she's making clothes, she got the skincare line, she's plugged in with some of the biggest bloggers across social media. Who 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 more perfect than to be a brand ambassador for your brand? Talking about why you didn't take one to Martell, and nobody is fucking with Martell right now. He said it out his mouth. He has lost quite a bit of money since this whole outside baby situation took place. Which is nobody's fault but his own. So why would he be a brand ambassador? Hell, I don't even think he can spell the word. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> that was me. That was Peter. But, <laughs> but what? Just Wanda, don't nobody, don't nobody want your son-in-law, Wanda. Okay. Oh, nobody. We... Go, go ahead. Cause we probably finished the same thing. Go ahead. Well, not even that. Um, Mel, you did do some messy shit this episode. Why did you feel a need to tell Tisha what somebody put in your DMs and come to find out it wasn't no tea at all? Wait, when she did this? I might have missed this. Uh, when she showed Letitia a video, because Letitia had told Marceau about it, how Mel showed him a video and some pictures of him supposedly hugged up in the club with another woman, but that wasn't what happened at all. I'm talking about when they was um in like the woods or some shit. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, I forgot about that part. Yeah. Yeah. Like, come on, Mel. It wasn't that serious. Yeah, it's not that deep. Like, my thing is, like, Marceau and Tisha's marriage is all on the rocks enough where y'all don't have to put extra put Yeah, you extra don't have to it. contribute. It's like, they 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 are deteriorating right before our goddamn eyes. Like, they got a fucking virus or some shit. Yeah, <laughs> so like, hell, they, 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 they marriage got COVID. Like, we do not need... <laughs> We do not need to, y'all do not need to add on any fuel to the fire of a motherfucking building that's already burning. Exactly. Also, Wanda, you was glad that Mel left Martell. So what is you doing this season? Okay. You listen. and Martell literally had that big blow up because you told Mel she could do better than Martell. Not only that, these were the same people that you that you had actually, dementia. Uh, not only that, these were the same people that you was reveling in them getting a divorce and going through the things that they was going through because you was because you was all old and messy and spiteful. So now, like, what is it? Like one, like the one minute you male's biggest enemy, then the next minute you're a bigger supporter, then you're a friend. Like what? What? What is it? What girl? What? What do you want, you old heifer? What do you want? Exactly. What do they really? Want? What do Wanda really want from a nigga? What do you want with these people? As much shit as you don't know, talked about their life, their kids, their relationship, they the 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 marriage when they had it, the divorce, everything on. What what do you want? Why are you still in these people's business? Why you don't like them? They don't like you because of the shit you don't said and did. Why are you still in these folks' business? At your, and, and at your advanced ass age. And stop saying men's instead of men. That shit is driving me insane. <laughs> I see what you mean. It's men, <laughs> M-E-N, not men's. Okay. Leave us alone with that. And leave and leave Mel and Martel alone. Especially leave Mel alone. Mel is where she wants to be in her life. She went through with the divorce for a reason. That's that on that. Yeah. Talking about giving him a chance. I'm glad uh, Mel told her, you marry his ass then. Right. Since since he a good man, Savannah, you fuck him then. Also. I can't stand one. Also, (laughs) Martell blew up his life and he realized it ain't worth it. This motherfucker mm-hmm. talking about I always love male, we better together. But that wasn't what you were saying when you was talking about that woman was satisfying her because male what? Because male wasn't. Mm. Mm. You said male was inadequate and this woman was a better lover and partner to you than male was. So how you love her and y'all was better together? Mm. You realized that, that woman, what that woman got from you was transactional. And she mm. used that baby for the biggest transaction yet. You are mm. trapped for at least 18 years. Not trapped because you went into it willingly. You were willingly having unprotected sex with that woman. And now it'll cost you for at least 18 years. It was purely transactional. That woman loved you so long as you was taking fucking care of her. Mm-hmm. We heard the bitch say last season, Martell, you always been good to me. 
You've been taking care of that woman for a long ass time. So of now course that, she act like she love you. Now that she now that you can't do that as much because you don't lost so much because of how that the ramifications of you cheating on male and you ain't in the best of financial places no more. Now that woman ain't quote unquote fulfilling the needs that you had that male wasn't. And it ain't looking so good. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I now was you, cracking up at the men talking about, did you get a DNA test? If you got, if you love her, don't get one. Uh, <laughs> Nigga said, do you love her? He couldn't even answer the question. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's what it, it's, listen, all the misfortune Martell is getting is what he deserves. Absolutely. So, but I, I just want to bring, uh, Wanda, leave us the fuck alone. Please. Please leave us the fuck alone. And and Letitia, create boundaries with your mom where your marriage is concerned. That woman has absolutely too much say so in a marriage that doesn't involve her. Yeah. For a motherfucker. I don't like Marceau, but that is Wanda and y'all marriage is a lot. Yeah. Like your mama, your mama should not be causing so much tension in 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 anybody else's marriage, let alone y'all's. Because y'all got enough tension of just by you and Marcel just being on two totally opposite ends of the world. This motherfucker talking about therapy is good for people who need it. Uh, that and that don't include me. No, nigga, yes, you do. Yes, you do. Absolutely. You just don't want. To go to therapy because that will require you to take the work to change what you don't want to do. Bingo. Because um, as we said last week, Letitia is annoying as fuck. And she need to work on herself just as much. But nigga, you do too. Because you a whole chauvinist. Absolutely. And before but don't want to keep up the oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was gonna say before we go, one of my followers dropped a little tea in my mentions, but finish what you were saying, friend. Because you've been oh, getting oh. your drag on. No, I was just going to say, like we said last week, my soul is a chauvinist and subscribes to patriarchy, but he don't want to keep doing the patriarchal transactional part of that, which is spending money on your wife to do the stuff that you don't want to do. Yep. But go ahead. Um, One of my followers, shout out to Nick, the therapist. She said she found herself going down a love and marriage Huntsville rabbit hole and it is some rumors swirling that back in the day, Martell and Destiny used to mess around, and that shut the, your mouth and shoot me. Uh huh. And that the big issue that we're not seeing on the camera yet could be that Martell and Destiny are back sneaking and messing around. <gasps> yeah. Dear God. Yeah, and so I started thinking because at first I was like, ah, no way, no fucking way, no way. But it kind of makes a little bit of sense because Destiny has been so tight-lipped and hush-hush about this fucking divorce. Something is askew there. It's almost like she's shutting up because she don't want all of it to come out. So she'd rather not have none of it to come out. And maybe the none of it is that she's back messing around with Martell. 
Because if you notice, Martell and Destiny had a lot of scenes together by themselves. Where LaDeric wasn't, LaBeric wasn't there, Mel wasn't there. It was just always them and they was arguing like lovers. So I'm not saying I believe it, but I'm not saying I don't believe it. I'm saying when it comes to his scandalous ass, anything could be possible. And the way she's being weird about this divorce is definitely giving me hiding something. Mm. Because there's way too much tension between Mel and Destiny for it to be about some fucking you shushed me. Like we in kindergarten. Yeah, I, this is too much. Whew, I, mm, I, I, all I'm gonna say is, if it, if the mess is of that quality, I hope we get to see it. <laughs> That's all I can say. Me Cause too. Nick, because nigga, my jaw dropped. <laughs> you just yeah, me that. too. So Ooh. we gonna keep an eye out for that. Let me keep a lookout and see what I come across. But next week's episode is supposed to be a doozy because we're going to finally get the big blow up between Wanda and Kimmy. And it looked like Kimmy about ready to tear Wanda's head off her goddamn shoulders. As, as she deserved because fuck Wanda. I'm, I'm I ready. Like that My lady. body fuck, is ready. Fuck that lady. My I mind, heart, like and soul is ready because fuck Wanda. But yeah, that's it for Love and Marriage. That's it for all our shows. Also, Love and Hip Hop Miami is coming back. And as usual... Amara is picking up bums off the street and moving them in with her. Well, she she loves to do charity work for whatever reason. So, yeah. mm-hmm. beautiful gowns, beautiful gowns. That's it. That's it. But we will see y'all back next week. We thank y'all for tuning in. Peace. Peace, niggas. <laughs> <laughs>